2: Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at two films set around the French city of Marseille. They are Stillwater, about an American trying to clear his daughter of a murder charge there, and The Man in the Hat, about a distraught man's search for a woman in the south of France. We also have news on the Italian Film Festival, which starts at the Lumiere Cinemas this evening.
0: The day you left for Marseille... I drove to the airport, I went to the gift shop, and I saw this necklace. It was gold, it said water on it. I thought it'd be a little piece of
2: home to take with you. In Stillwater, Matt Damon plays an American father who travels to France to help his daughter who is in prison for a murder she claims she did not commit. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Academy cinemas to see this film about a man trying to deal with the French legal system as well as his personal issues. Uh, Carolyn, what do you think of this multi-level movie?
1: I actually really quite liked it. I wasn't holding out too much hope because hope, I'm not a massive fan of um, Matt Damon. Um, he went far into the action movies <laughs> for my oh, liking. Uh,
2: well, well, they had this born identity on TV. Yeah, on true. Night. Yeah, that was good yeah. Stuff. So
1: I, I didn't think of him very much as a um, hit. Been a serious actor for a while, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of action films. Um, but I actually found this one really interesting. I mean, it had it's got a twist, it's got a few twists and turns in it, which is really good. So it kept you captivated, and it was also really subtle in some of its commentary on Americans and Americans overboard, and just some of the yeah. cultural aspects of oh, America. Yes. That the rest of us, the rest of the world, might find a bit odd. Yeah,
2: well, he's a sort of a roughneck from Oklahoma, very mm. American in his ways. Yeah, gun And yeah, well, this is but this is it. He's a, he's a very religious man, you know. Always has to say something. Uh, having meal you know he's got to mm. say thingy there uh, pray there and um, but he and he's also a gun lover
1: <laughs> yeah and he's got quite the past but I think yeah as he, he does his part well and I really enjoyed seeing Abigail Breslin again so her favourite movie for me is um, Little Miss Sunshine when she was a child. Ah, uh-huh. She really stood out in this. So I was really looking forward to seeing her in a film as an adult. And she does play the part very, very well.
2: Yes. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah. It's uh, So, all. I mean, it's, it's well put together. Uh, I mean, possibly it's a bit long or slow at times. It is know. a
1: long film, um, yeah.
2: And it uh, sort of consists of... In the first two thirds, or first half certainly, it, it deals with his daughter. Uh, who he's got, he goes to see, she's now in jail in Marseille. Mm. Which, by the way, i just got to mention, this is also in the other film we were reviewing this week, The Man in the Hat. Ah.
0: There's a man who
2: hops in his car in Marseille oh. and drives around south of France. In <laughs> this one, a man comes from <laughs> Oklahoma and most of the film is actually set in there Do you think the Marseilles. local
1: council gave massive tax breaks for well, filming in the, <laughs> <I think laughs> in the area <laughs> where it was COVID-free? Um, yeah, no, it is lovely and there were parts of Marseille. I must say, that I hadn't seen, um, which were really lovely. But I think it's slow because it develops the characters really well. You you get the time to get to know them and you think that you know what they're about and everything. And I think that's a deliberate act on the filmmakers to to build that story. Yeah.
2: Well, you see that he's sort of got hang-ups of his own, and it slowly comes out that he's he's on a a difficult relationship with a daughter. That's most likely why she left a claim in the first place and went overseas to get away uh, from him. So he's trying to make that up. He's obviously something had happened to his wife. She he wasn't there any longer. Yeah. And uh, so, in the first half, there he's trying to make things up with his daughter, who only gets to he only gets to speak to at short times while she's in jail. Yes,
1: on visiting and, days. Yeah. But
2: at the same time, he meets this other. Uh, a French woman there with a cute little girl.
1: Oh, she's gorgeous. And
2: yeah, she's terrific. Yeah, eight year old. And um, and and then he doesn't know what to do with himself because he doesn't speak French or hardly no. any
1: French.
2: And then she ta- takes him into her. Heart and he doesn't and- expect
1: people to expect that he will speak French either. He just speaks American.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is it. You know, and he. I mean, he's very sort of. Uh, uh, Conservative or pretty, yeah, you like know, in all his um, uh, attitudes, because he's when he finds he learns that this woman he's. Got to know that uh, she's actually an, an actress. Mm. So he wants to know which films or TV shows she appears in. Yeah,
1: like. <laughs> completely forgets that she might actually be a theatre actress. Yeah, it's a yeah. live theatre yeah.
2: and, and And he's never ever been to live theatre in his life. Yeah. He
1: is almost <laughs> the central character in the film, really, isn't it? The film's not really about his daughter or his No, the you don't see that justice. much of her. No. It's about him, Mm. which is very Matt Damon but um, (laughs) doesn't detract from the film.
2: Yeah, and then the last sort of third of the film or half, last half of the film uh, the relationship between him and this other woman becomes one of the more important issues Mm. in the film also, besides No plot spoilers mm. No, (laughs) (laughs) well we won't explain but I mean, you know, but he's he's having difficulty talking to the judges there who've put his uh, daughter in uh, jail, and um, you know, but uh, uh, but he himself he's sort of like a fish out of water in that country, you know. He's the and the ironic thing is he encounters all sorts of things: racial tension there, economic issues amongst these people,
1: immigration, yeah,
2: uh, all of these sort of things, uh, which cause further divisions among these people. They could even be involved in in the murder, and. um and that, that's actually not all that different to America <laughs> No, it's not,
1: no. It's, well, it's not difficult to, to anywhere in the world, really. Yeah, you can say that too, <laughs> yeah. It is a bit But, yeah, no, I still like this film, though. It was, yeah, it was mm. good. Oh, yes. It's I mean, there's a, controversy about it, but... Mm. I,
2: and there's also yeah. that other fascinating little um, uh, point that uh, this is actually, that the film was actually inspired by another uh, real-life accident uh, incident yeah, that happened and in Italy. that's
1: the controversy um, over the American woman of whether or not she should have been consulted. And I, I looked mm, into yeah. that, and it's mainly because of an interview that the writer-director gave for Vanity Fair or something in which he mentions that he bases... He, he got the idea from her case. But there yeah. is nothing else in the film that is like her. The only similarity is that... It's an American citizen.
2: It's a woman, yeah. Yeah,
1: has been, yeah. a student has been accused he, of murder. murder. Yeah, that that and the locked the only up in jail. Yeah. Because
2: that, the first one, the one in Italy, that was back in 2007. And um, this American girl it was actually locked up in jail for about four years.
1: Yeah, or so I don't think you can actually say that that's. <laughs> no, this no, it's based on that. Or anything. Is inspired, yeah, it gave him the thought of a premise or anything. And so many other films have done that. Or you think of every other film, they're always based on something. Aren't they? Something oh, yeah, sparked something. Yeah. the writer, something sparked the producer to, yeah. to write a story about but, it. But uh, yeah. From
2: there on, it's a totally different form. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> I, I don't pay much attention. To okay. That.
2: Anyway, so you reckon it's good stuff?
1: Yeah, I did. Good. Thank you very cool. much. <laughs>
2: That was Carolyn Brown with her views on Stillwater and I'm Hans Petrovic on Movie Talk on Plains FM (laughs) 96.9. now on the phone is Paolo Rotondo the director of the two week Italian film festival which starts in Christchurch this evening at the Lumiere cinemas Paolo you've extended screenings of the festival to 21 cinemas throughout New Zealand now and I see that you'll be screening a wide variety of Italian films this year including several old classics such as two from the Sophia Loren that she made back in the 1960s
3: that's right um we like to have a mixture of contemporary films, uh, classics, and now we, do, we have a new section called Contemporary Classics, so films from, from the last 15 years as well. But those two that you mentioned that we have from Sofia Loren are all about a collaboration between the four-time Oscar winner Vittorio De Sica and Sofia Loren. And so we've got La Chochara, which is the film of which um, Sofia Loren won an Oscar for. And I think she was the first woman in a foreign film to win an Oscar. Yeah. And, um, I put that opposite Marriage Italian Style, which is the endlessly popular um, comedy. I, I guess you call it dramedy, drama comedy, um, with Marcello Mastroianni. Which is, and so in these two performances, you get to see the majesty. Of Why Sofia Loren is. Oh, that's the one. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's a relationship between a former prostitute and a wealthy man. Is that the one? (laughs) That's
3: right. So it's kind of like a nice um uh, destruction of the patriarchy and of the male ego in Italian culture. So. Yeah she was uh, like an early feminist in both those films in some respects.
2: Yeah. I mean I find it quite interesting that first film you mentioned uh, that's Two Women with her, that she won an Oscar for. I mean that goes back to 1960 and I mean that's the year that uh, that um uh, Fellini's uh, La Dolce Vita came out. And that That's also, I mean, started off what is still considered basically the um, the the golden age of uh, the 1960s, the golden age of uh, Italian cinema, you know, so that film does come from a very important era there, yeah.
3: I, I absolutely agree, and I think um, probably Marriage Italian Style is the best uh, example of that, um, because it is very entertaining, very funny, and it has that mixture of, comedy and tragedy all together yeah. and at the same time like all Italian films it has a political social dimension which is very intelligent
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah, well, i notice noticed there's quite a few the sort of interesting films to me um, are possibly ones that I've vaguely heard of because so, the one that uh, stands out for me is the Pinocchio one but this is you know, I automatically think of Walt Disney but this is not even an animated uh, version
3: um. No, this is Matteo Garrone's Pinocchio. Now, Matteo Garrone is, of the contemporary directors, probably, I'd say, the contemporary master at the moment. He's made um, films like, he became very famous for Gomorra, and then he made a film called Reality, which i put in the festival as well. And um, he has, uh, last year he had Dog Man, which we had in the festival. Oh, which yeah. um, And so he has been, he's a massively successful director and uh, he, in this one, he takes Carlo Collodi's. You know, it's it's one of the most famous fairy tales yeah. in in history. And for Italians, Pinocchio is a very important fairy tale. Um, and it's uh, but he's made this beautiful film, and it is visually stunning. It's very true to the original fairy tale. It's very dark, really intense, but it's good for kids and adults because uh-huh. you know you get different layers. Of- but there's, um, he's done it completely in camera, so there's no digital effects. All the all the makeup is prosthetics. All the sets are real. They are, and it is of a beauty that sort of the artisanal artigiani italiani could do. So it's a every single frame in the film oh, looks like a painting.
2: Wow. It, don't oh it? yeah, that'll be well. Yeah, you're also going for several other sort of art movies too. I was talking more of the thinking more of the documentary style. You've got one on Pavarotti, in which the yes. tenor tells his own life story. I understand.
3: Um, the Pavarotti film. Um, we we decided to also have two films about an art form which is so particularly Italian, opera, and so we're celebrating two of the 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 great men of contemporary opera. So Luciano Pavarotti in his film by Ron Howard directed this one. And it is a oh, beautiful yeah? documentary. Um, and, but we also have The musical of Silence, um, which is about uh, Andrea Bocelli. And so these two films together, if you're an opera lover, we've got ah. two beautiful films for you. And I know New Zealanders, interesting. enough, New Zealanders love opera. It seems so um, (laughs) anachronistic. Yeah, yes. um, New Zealanders seem to really love it. And especially our Maori and Polynesian singers tend to be so, it suits their... Vocal well, capacity some, so, Yeah, wow.
2: well, there's some damn good ones amongst them, too. Yeah. And in uh, yeah. the art area, there's also one on Michelangelo, um, Michelangelo Infinito. Um, is that a
3: documentary or is it? Yes, it uh, is. No, it's there's also a documentary. documentary. Well. Mm-hmm. It, it does have um, recreations in it. Oh, I see. Of his life and what and how he's doing. And the, some of the most extraordinary ones for people like myself is you see how he went and collected the marble and his relationship to the rocks. And so they travel to the Dolomites, to the actual places where he would go. And um, they do these recreations of how they extracted the marble from the hill. And it's absolutely huh. extraordinary. Wow. That it, yeah. It's hard to believe that that could even be possible. I've never heard and of that. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Well, how did you imagine the marble turned up? You know, like there's...
2: Yeah, you I know, never there's thought
3: about way- it. <laughs> Blocks of marble that would then have to travel hundreds of kilometers to his studio. Yeah, so that he could. Um, yeah. He was magic, he did, he did, he did, he was just gifted. Yeah, he would look at it, he would look at um, a block of stone in his studio and he could see the figures inside it. And his instead of doing what other um, sculptors do, which they make the shape of the bodies and then they slowly refine it till it's all detailed, he would go straight in. Yeah. and he would find, and he would find an elbow, a hand, a, as if he was liberating these figures from oh, the rock. From,
2: from the rock, yeah. Well, Paolo, would you believe we're already running out of time? But you mentioned, yeah. or you mentioned also that um, yeah, you, you, you're extending the, festa, the time of the festival here in in Christchurch. What
0: uh, that's right? Happening? We're selling
3: yeah. out, and so we've been selling out lots of sessions. Yeah. So the Lumia the Lumiere Cinema has decided to put on a whole lot more sessions and uh, we'll be releasing those dates in the next couple of days.
2: Is that over more days, actually?
3: Absolutely, over uh-huh. more days. It'll extend okay. on for maybe another week.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. Well, that just goes to show how popular all that is. Okay, well, thank you very much. And as I <laughs> say... Grazie <it's>, mille. Yeah. Ci vediamo cinema. Okay, thank you. Good. Thanks very much. ciao. Ciao. That was Paolo Torondo, the director of the Italian Film Festival, which starts this evening at the Lumiere Cinemas. I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show, the Harcourts Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Morehouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourts Accommodation Centre website, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, dub dub dot. Assetmanagersoneword.co.nz one word, The Man in the Hat is an absurdly whimsical movie that follows a man on a journey through the south of France, seemingly searching for a woman. Ian Cummings has been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see this offbeat film, which becomes... Oddly fantastic at times. Ian, what did you think of a man in the hat?
0: I'll just add another adjective in there, quirky. <laughs> Look, this is a five-star, it's a wonderful road trip through the French, uh, southern French countryside, and it's definitely a bucket trip for me, I think. What about you, would you? What, what's a bucket trip? Yeah, the last thing you need to do, but you check things off before you die things that you should do.
2: Oh, I see what he was So doing. this
0: is one, you know, travelling from Marseille through the Camargue and ending up in Dunkirk, but in this case without all the quirky mini episodes that the man in the hat comes across. Yeah. on his journey. And it's a very different road trip, isn't it? From oh, com- certainly. from from well, from coming home in the dark. Oh, yeah, that's another one that's showing it.
2: Well, we won't talk about that. No, no. And um, <laughs> I mean, when I saw the title Man in the Hat, I thought it was going to be a Charlie Chaplin movie. Oh, right. But, um, but, it, but it, it, there's that similarity because like Charlie Chaplin in his silent movies, this bloke hardly ever says a word. You might say merci once and yeah, a couple yeah. of other times. He, s- he says
0: all the four words, and, I think. And,
2: and that's about it. Yeah. You know, So the, there's no dialogue from him at all. The, in the film, hardly, some people, usually the women, do a bit of talking. A bit of talking. Actually, it's that's that's quite a lot of talk about oh, the, sex and things. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. And, um, you know, you get that. And nobody in the film, including the lead character, has got a name.
0: that's true. The man without a name, you could actually say that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to... I'm picking up on your point about Charlie Chaplin. Well, the character um, in this film reminds me of the French actor Jacques Jacques Tati. Jacques Tati. Who played Mm -hmm. Monsieur Hulot in a couple of films. Well, this is... (laughs) And and he it's an observation thing with very little dialogue and much reaction to the observing. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, uh, Jacques Tati was considered one of France's most... Um, uh, gifted visual comic film directors. He made those wonderful films like the one you mentioned, Monsieur Hulot's Holiday, and also Mon Oncle, films like that. And and they were quite offbeat, uh, highly creative, and also very funny films. And this one tends to follow along the same lines. The odd thing about it, however, is, you know, this film was showing at the... um, French film festival a um, few weeks ago but it's actually not a French film both uh, the
0: there's two guys well there's Kieran Hines who plays the man yeah, the Irish. Yeah, he's Irish boy. And Steve Delane, Delane, who plays the rather um, sad-looking character. Yeah,
2: they, he's called the damp sort of man. Yeah, yeah gets yeah, around yeah. in wet clothes yeah. and sort of thing. Those two, but the directors, uh, Stephen Warbeck and John Paul Davidson, they're, they're both British, mm. and they're the writer-directors of the film, mm. and they've actually made quite a few um, sort of. Uh, travel documentaries, uh, which this film, it was not a documentary, but certainly he's travelling because he's sitting in his little car. He's travelling around the south of France for most of the time. And these two guys, um, the directors together, um, they've also made a series of travel documentaries for TV with Stephen Fry and Michael Palin. Mm, and yeah. now they're doing this one in the south of France. Right. So that's the background to the film. But then can you tell me, is there any plot?
0: Well, there is. He's going from A to B, and he has What's little it, episodes. What he's driving, and he stops, and he has a meal, and he has... What are those things he sort of... Puts oh, the asparagus. Does, uh, the what? When he, when he has a, 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 a sniff... Uh, not a sniff. Well, he's, of course he does. He has a red wine, doesn't he? Hmm. But he has a little uh, sort of picnic by himself yes, in the, just in had, the countryside. He to
2: be vegetarian. But, uh, yeah, he's eating, that opening sequence, he's in there with a uh, eating a, asparagus. And then he's got this cat sitting beside him, so he decides to give the cat well, an asparagus, th- and the cat doesn't like it. And walks well, th- and he gets quite, seems to look quite disappointed and upset that the cat... Well, you thought it was it
0: asparagus. Did. I didn't think it was asparagus. I thought it was something sort of slimy, like a worm or something. But, well, whatever oh. it was, whatever it was, it didn't work. <laughs> Actually, that's the opening scene. And there's a fact... Well, the very start of the of the film is this stunning drone shot, big wide shot of this, this, this town or well, city, if you like, with the river and it comes down and goes under the bridge oh, and yes. comes up towards them and then holds it, and then we cut into the the, the close-ups and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah,
2: and you, you get that other sort of early on, again in the early scenes, that scene where he's down by the river um, at, at night, and these five, four or four, five black, four blacks in a car come along and um, down to the river, and they've got this um, long... Uh, thing wrapped up, uh, wrapped it up. looks it's like a, a body doesn't it he's yeah assuming. but it's a length and the yeah. size, you know, yeah. size yeah. of a body shape of a body and they toss it in the river and he's watching and then they see him and they start to walk towards him. Yeah. And then, of course, for the rest of the film, he, he seems to be runny, running away from them. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're following and, him? No, or,
0: and they, they sort share. of catch up, well, in his area. I don't think they really thought that he would, you know, but we, we think that they might have done something they shouldn't have done. Yeah. But, in fact, we find out at the end it's not quite the same <laughs> as that. But, you know, I just wanted to mention a, a Palestinian film we reviewed last year called It Must Be Heaven. Yeah. And it's about this oh, man yes. uh, observing oddball activities in his travels from the Middle East or from, oh, yes. from uh, Israel through Europe and America, so it was very sort of um, similar in many ways. Uh, come, I want to come back to Kieran Hines, by the way. Just and he was absolutely perfectly cast, wasn't he? The right face, sort of chiselled for this oh, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, as you said before, he only said about Missy. A couple yeah, of times, it was, like that's it was about, about all. it. Yeah. It was such a fun yeah. film, and these and these, uh, and these uh, people who kept popping up, like the two people measuring the, the young man and the woman, they're, they're sort of uh, people working. Oh, on they're
2: this. Yeah, they're measuring. They're roads, measuring everything. They're measuring the cars <laughs> on the roads. They're measuring each other's height. They're yeah. measuring the circumference of trees. And, yeah. It's never
0: explained who they are, no. what they're doing, <laughs> or why. <laughs> uh, I, I must mention before we finish the, yeah. this music, the soundtrack. The music is fantastic. Yes. There's super uh, songs in there. I mean, the whole thing, the scenery, the casting, um, the photography, it's faultless. Go for it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The only thing is a warning against. Don't try to figure out what the deeper uh, point or meaning of this film is. Just go along for the ride and enjoy that. (laughs) Fair enough? I think so. That was Ian Cumming with his views on the man in the hat. And I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on Planes FM website, planesfm.org.nz.